LinkedIn is not there for you to share what you do. It's there for you to share who you are and build a relationship with the people that you already know by staying top of mind with them. The Wingnut Social Podcast, Episode 19, LinkedIn for Interior Designers. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, interior designer and head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by the ever soulless ginger. Natalie Graff or Nag. Or Nag, Natalie and Graff, Mm -hmm. in case you missed the revelation in a previous episode. (laughs) The plot thickens. You got fan mail, Natalie. I did. I did. Kind of. It was addressed to me, but it was all about you. That's scary. Yes. So, yeah, someone wrote in saying their 14-year-old son was in the car going, hey, you sell this ginger. (laughs) So they got the reference. I think you have to be 14 to to understand my humor, though, is... Yes, I, I think you, you and you. That's why you and uh, our daughter get along so well. I think that's a takeaway there. Uh huh. Yeah, I might have to look into that. Might be time to grow up, huh? Never. That's not <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, so today on the podcast, we're we're taking a little bit of a detour. Remember when we did the the show on Twitter? How well received that was. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. By I interior do. designers, ah, right? That was such a good episode. But interior designers are just so resistant. So today we're following suit with LinkedIn, although I think interior designers are way more receptive to LinkedIn than Twitter. So we're going to be talking to Joe Apfelbaum today about LinkedIn, you know, the advantages of LinkedIn, why it's different from other platforms and why we should be using it as interior designers. And we had a guest on recently and, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember who said it because we said it off air, I think. Forgive me. I believe it was off air. Forgive but me. But I can't. My memory. Yeah. yeah. Who made a little light bulb go off in my head about why interior designers should be using LinkedIn, and we're going to get into that deep here. Okay, Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Joe Apfelbaum to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Joe. How the hell are you? Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. <laughs> I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy that we get to talk about LinkedIn today. Yeah, LinkedIn, right? So I was telling the interior designers not to be resistant because we did a show on Twitter and everybody was like, boo, Twitter, we're not going to use Twitter. I don't care how much cash you throw at us. So I think LinkedIn's going to be less of a sell for interior designers. So we're going to dive in. But first, if you could just tell the guest just a brief little bit about yourself and how you became such an expert on this subject. So my name is Joe Applebaum. The name of our company is Ajax Union. We've been around for 10 years and we've serviced over 1,100 companies, been on the Inc. 5000. And one of the things that I realized is that although every human is created equal, not all businesses are created equal. There are some people that are out there and they don't have a strategy. Actually, most people that are out there, they're just doing random acts of marketing and they don't really have a plan. They're just hoping for the best. They say, if you build it, they will come. Well, I can testify that I built it and they didn't come. You have to market it properly. That starts with having the right strategy, having the right plan. 
for making sure that your marketing is successful. And I've seen many companies that were doing tactics like SEO and just randomly trying to get likes on Instagram, but still went out of business, still didn't succeed, still didn't get to their goals. And what I tell people is that hope is a great thing. Hope is not a great strategy. So for us, we had to figure out, okay, who is our niche? Who are we really targeting? And we realized that the most ideal clients for us are clients that are business to business. Although most of our clients were B2C, because most businesses are B2C, business to consumer, we've serviced many, many companies and our focus has been B2B. And because our focus is B2B, we decided that we're going to go heavy into LinkedIn to really learn it. And one of the things that I found is that I've gotten a tremendous amount of leads and qualified leads and clients using LinkedIn for myself. So we started testing it out for our clients, going heavy on LinkedIn for our clients. And it became a very, very powerful tool for us to be able to generate leads for our clients. And it's a lot of people don't realize that LinkedIn is kind of like a place where most people are used to it being a place where you just put your resume, what you've done, and all that type of stuff. But the reality is Microsoft paid $26.2 billion for LinkedIn wow. with real money. Yeah, they paid 25% more than where their stock was just to be able to acquire them because Microsoft wants to turn them into a content marketing machine, a place where you don't just go to find a job, a place where you go to network and connect with other business owners. And if relationships are important to your business, if you're the type of business that networking is important, LinkedIn is the place to network. You don't network on Instagram. Instagram is kind of like a gallery where you show your stuff and you get your fans to like your stuff. But if you need referrals, if you're an interior designer and you're looking for referrals, if you've ever gone to a networking event and you've gotten a great referral, or if you ask yourself where you got your best customers, chances are you get your best customers from referrals. That's where you get them from. Not because people see you on Instagram or Pinterest, but because they know you, they like you, and they trust you, and they refer business to you. And that's the place where, that's what LinkedIn's about. LinkedIn's a 24-7 networking event. I myself used to be afraid of networking. I used to hide behind my Facebook picture, which was a picture of a cat. I was afraid <laughs> to show my own photo. <laughs> oh, you're another cat guest. We had Melissa Meganson on, too. She was a cat guest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. But I really learned that it was just a fear I had to overcome. And now I take a thousand selfies with a thousand LinkedIn connections every year. So I kind of mastered the art of networking before I mastered the art of LinkedIn. And then I realized LinkedIn is just a tool. And if you have the right strategy, you can be successful. Okay, so let's talk about LinkedIn strategy, right, for going forward. So interior designers, we have a strategy for Instagram, right? Everything's really pretty, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Pinterest, everything's really pretty, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Um, and Facebook is kind of similar. It's a little bit more storytelling on Facebook as well. But what on um, what should the strategy be for LinkedIn when you're posting? Because it is all, um, you know, everybody has the thought that it is resumes and just professional. And so how, what's our strategy there as interior designers to get that notice on LinkedIn? And before I go on, I have to tell you that I have um, over 14,000 connections on LinkedIn, and, yeah. and I'm not utilizing it well, because it's hard for me also to get over that mindset. Oh, this is where I go to look for people to hire, you know, for the businesses, not so much. Yeah. So set us straight on that. Yeah. So I would say is if you, wh wh do you ever get um, clients from relationships? Is that where you get clients sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. And we also get a lot directly from social media too. Uh, we get okay. a lot of referrals, but some directly from social media too. So 
So if you have 14,000 connections on LinkedIn, how many of them do you think you actually have a relationship with that know you, like you, and trust you? A handful, maybe. I don't know, because I'm never really on there. I mean, we I put some stuff, and they'll like things, and people put some stuff, and like things. I have some regulars, but I have not been nurturing that at all. And most people haven't. Could you imagine if you have a room of, let's say, 500 people that know you already? They already know you. And you get to be there every single day. You get to show up and all the people know you. But usually you hide on the corner and nobody sees you because you're not posting anything. You're just literally hiding in the corner. You go into the room, you hide in the corner. And then you come in the next day, you hide in the corner. Chances are you're not going to get any business out of out of doing that because you got to get front and center, do your elevator pitch, connect with people, see who you can add value to and engage. If you have out of your 14,000 people, if you have even 500 people that are your trusted relationships that actually log into LinkedIn every day and you're not posting every day on LinkedIn, you're missing out on getting in front of those people every single day and you're missing out on building a relationship. I just looked at your LinkedIn. I saw you haven't posted in the past three weeks. Yeah. And when you did post, you posted a, 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 a link to your podcast, which is great. You're just basically sharing a, a podcast link. And then before that, you posted another link to your podcast. <laughs> and before that, you posted a picture of something that broke on the floor. And that's basically what you did in the past 60 to 90 days. Yep, that sounds about right. Because all my focus as an interior designer has been Instagram, Facebook, right. and Pinterest. And if, you, and if you get clients from building relationships, LinkedIn is not there for you to share what you do. It's there for you to share who you are and build a relationship with the people that you already know by staying top of mind with them. The way that we get clients as a business, as a service professional, primarily is through referrals. Our best clients come through referrals. Sure, some of them will come through social media and that's great. But if you want to get really big clients, if you want to get clients on a regular basis, people referring business to you on a regular basis, you have to show up to the networking event. I think it was Woody Allen or somebody's like that that said that 95% of Getting the job is actually showing up, and most people are not showing up because they're not posting anything. There's 500 million professionals on LinkedIn. There's more than that, but let's just say there's 500 million professionals on LinkedIn. Out of those, 40% log in daily. This is stats from Google, from LinkedIn, from Microsoft. This is stats directly from them. 40% log in every single day. Okay, so 40% log in every day is 500 million people. What's the problem? The problem is only a million people are posting each day. Only a million people are posting and there's 500 million people, 40% of them are logging in daily. What's going on? Why are 99.9% .9 of people not posting every day? And the answer is very simple. They don't have a plan. They don't have a strategy. So we created a LinkedIn Authority Blueprint, which is a strategy to teach people exactly what they need to be posting each day to actually get engagement, to actually stay top of mind, and to actually get clients. Because ultimately, if LinkedIn is a place where you can get referrals, if you're a service professional like interior designer, you want to be top of mind with your with the people who refer business to you. Now let me ask you a question. Who who refers business to you? Is it contractors? Is it architects? Is it building construction managers? Who refers business to you? All of that and past clients. And those are all the people that you're connected to on LinkedIn. So why not update every single day with something strategic to stay in front of them to remind them that you exist? Excellent. That's excellent. And I love the way that you're telling me this because you're, you're saying, go out there and do it. Why aren't you doing this? And that's exactly what I want, it, I want the listeners to hear. I want to hear that passion and that, that why we should be doing it because I'm standing here looking at Natalie saying, oh, man, I really should be doing this. <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, definitely. I love it that you're mm -hmm. scolding her. It's great. <laughs> I'm just listening, just but smiling. <laughs> but all, all our eggs have been in the, the top three that I said. So LinkedIn hasn't and I, and been I top get of it, mine. But yeah. it, it, I get it. It's like the difference between 
um, building it and waiting for them to come and then going out there to the networking event and marketing yourself, right? So LinkedIn is the networking event where you're marketing yourself. Instagram is kind of like your pretty website where you're hoping that people come because you're so good. You're really good at what you do. You're amazing at what you do. You're the best. But even if you're the best, you still have to go out there and build relationships with people, with the contractors, build relationships with the architects, build relationships with the other people in your trade because that's how you're going to get into these big projects, into the most ideal projects. Now, are you primarily residential or commercial? Primarily residential, but we are also just started dipping our toes into commercial. Beautiful. So if you're dipping your toes into commercial, so much more so that you need to use LinkedIn because LinkedIn is all B2B and commercial. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing high-end residential, high -end, there's a lot of high-end residential going on on LinkedIn. There's a lot of real estate brokers. There's a lot of mortgage brokers. There's a lot of people that are touching the people that you need to be touching at the same time. And those are the people that are spending time on LinkedIn. And if you build a relationship proactive, I'm not saying build a relationship with 14,000 people. Don't do that. <laughs> but find, find the 500 that are using LinkedIn that you actually have a relationship with and reach out to 20 a day. Have a conversation. Have a phone call. How many phone calls have you had with your ideal referral partners in the past six months? And if you can count them on your hands and toes then you probably need to be doing a better job at reaching out to people that are construction managers, that are contractors, that are real estate brokers, and just saying, hey, let's get on the phone. I see that we're connected on LinkedIn. We haven't spoken in a while. Would you like to get on the phone? So I can tell you what I do. You can tell me what you do. Okay, let me talk to you about that because I do get a lot of inboxes from people who are very salesy, inbox messages. That's annoying. It is so annoying. So I tend to just delete, 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 or whatever. It is so annoying. So how do you make yourself stand out from that usual spam? I mean, we have 14,000 connections. I get a lot of spam. So, so we have something called a direct messaging strategy. So the posting strategy is called the LinkedIn Authority Blueprint. We also have something called Operation DM. So if you search on LinkedIn, hashtag Operation DM, and we'll get into hashtags soon, but if you just look up hashtag Operation DM, you'll see what I've been posting about Operation DM and how I strategically direct message people in a non-annoying way. Here are some things that are super annoying. If you search Operation DM, and I wrote a whole article about this on LinkedIn, but if you search Operation DM, uh, hashtag Operation DM on LinkedIn, um, and you just look up that hashtag, you're going to see all the things that I've been posting and other people that I've been posting as well on how to do it. But I, I have an article that I wrote that specifically outlines what not to do on LinkedIn because the last thing that you want to do is be annoying. So one of the things that you definitely should never do is send a really long direct message to people. Why? Because direct messages need to be short. 57% of people are logging in to LinkedIn using their phone. They're literally just using their phone to log in. That is amazing that 57% of people are using the phone, but it's also amazing that people don't spend more than seven seconds looking at a message. They're not going to spend an hour looking at a message. It's not an email where they're going to sit there and invest time on their desktop sitting there actually reading the whole thing. They're going to read the message, and if it's a salesy message, it's not going to happen. Here's another thing that you don't want to do to people. You don't want to annoy them. You don't want to just send them a message that says, how are you? especially if you don't know who they are, because that's just bothering them. Don't <laughs> yeah. bother people. Don't just be an annoying person that just sends messages that have no value. Get straight to the point. Talk about what you want from the person and build an authentic, real relationship. Here's something that I like to send people a message. Send them gratitude. Make their life easier. Tell, give them some appreciation. Thank them. Do something like that, right? Don't sit there and just send people annoying messages 
because that's just going to, you're going to annoy people. Don't sell anything ever. You're building, if you go to a networking event, you try to sell somebody something, you know what's going to happen? They're going to ignore you. That's what's going to happen. They're going to delete the message. So instead of trying to sell something to somebody, ask them a question that adds value to them. Try to build a relationship with them. And if you do that, you're much more likely to succeed at at just growing your network and actually getting referrals instead of hoping for the best. Right. So what would you recommend as part, like a question that would give them value? So let's say I'm reaching out to contractors and realtors as an interior designer. What would an example of something like that be? Are you more residential? Or are you more commercial? We have clients all the time, and I'm just curious to know what section you fall into. And if they say we're commercial, say, okay, we don't do a lot of commercial work, but I'd love to speak to you because we're starting to get into commercial. Would you be willing to get on the phone for with me for five minutes? I can tell you about a commercial project I'm doing, and maybe you can get involved in. Excellent. Perfect. Short and sweet and to the point. Right? And this and that's something that people would answer. Yeah, I'm commercial. I'm residential. If somebody emailed you, text DM'd you, are you commercial, residential, interior designer, you would answer right away. You wouldn't wait. Right. And then you would learn about the person. Then you would actually learn about the person. So just make sure you don't annoy people. That's what I always tell people. Don't annoy people because then you're going to get the rejection, like, you know, sending how are you or sending long ass messages (laughs) or selling people off the bat or don't give people advice without permission because coaching without permission is criticism. Don't tell people they have typos and things like that. Mm. But yeah, and, and, you know, and I often hear like self-limiting beliefs like, oh, I'm going to look desperate if I reach out to people. No, you don't look desperate if you reach out to people. I wrote a whole article that, no, you don't look desperate to reach out to people. You actually don't. Instead, what you, what you do look like is you look like you're being proactive. Right. Right. And we're going to list all of that in the show notes. And at the end of the episode, we're going to give the wingnuts an opportunity to, to see how they can best find you. And Natalie had a question here. Hashtags. Do they work on LinkedIn? I mean, is there an ideal number of hashtags? What what we got? Oh, right. That is a hashtag. Okay. That is a hashtag. Okay. That's a hashtag. So Excellent. that's how I send, like, if you want to be able to see like public intros that I make for people, just do hashtag public intro. If you want to be able to see a hashtag, you know, so I, I, I organize things for myself. So there are three purposes for hashtags. You organize a way to categorize things so people can easily find things. Like I have a hashtag called Mojovation where you can see my Mojovation where I walk down the street and I yell like a maniac. Um, <laughs> and I just rant about things that you can do to improve your life. So it's things to categorize for yourself. There's hashtags where you can see what other people are doing, kind of like hashtag business or hashtag Um, hashtag entrepreneurship or hashtag marketing or you know there are some popular hashtags where you put stuff and people will find you and the third thing is hashtag people use kind of like just to be expressive you know hashtag this hashtag hashtag the other thing it's kind of like an aesthetic it looks good excellent now designers i know that you said darla post her pod her uh, podcast on linkedin but you know designers are supposed to be blogging they they do a lot of blogging They, they should be what are your thoughts about posting that on linkedin I recommend posting things that are valuable to the people that you're targeting. So when it comes to setting up a strategy, the most important thing you need to think about is, A, your goals. What are your goals? What do you want to achieve? How many clients do you want? What type of clients? How much you want them to spend? And all that type of stuff. And then secondary, you want to figure out who your target market is. So if you're commercial, is very different than if you're residential. If you're low-end residential, is very different than if you're high-end residential. So really think about who your most ideal client is and also who your most ideal client partner is, who referral partner is, and then post content that would be relevant to them. So for example, I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. <laughs> so I think about what are the things that frustrate entrepreneurs, and that's what I post about. I'm not going to sit there posting marketing tips all day because not all of them want to see marketing tips. 
Right. So would you say for an interior designer, would it be better to streamline your strategy to meet to reaching out to, you know, GCs, architects, realtors? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Could you also, could you also say, oh, I also want to reach maybe an ideal client because professionals are on LinkedIn, doctors, lawyers, or just stick with the realtor, contractor, et cetera, et cetera. I would say have one target client in mind and have one target partner in mind. I would definitely say that, at least starting. And then when you're posting content, post some content for your target client and some content for your target partner. Okay, cool. Now, next, I wanted to ask you about the LinkedIn articles. Now, don't yell at me here about I have one (laughs) that I put on there that actually did really well, but I just haven't put any more on there because LinkedIn's been out of sight, out of mind. Can you tell us the difference between posting articles as opposed to just posting posts? Yeah, 100%. So uh, posting a post is a 1300 character post. It's very limited. You believe it or not, 1300 characters is not a lot. It's not like, you know, Twitter with, you know, that only has 200 and change characters, but it's, you know, it's, it's like four tweets, right? You can't really post a lot there. So let's say you wanted somebody to spend five or 10 minutes reading something of yours, kind of like that direct message strategy, which I read to you before. That will take somebody five or 10 minutes. They're willing to make that investment. And you already have a captive audience in LinkedIn. You know, like, for example, you posted an article about should you hide your TV? Yes. You can't say that in 1,300 words. You can't Im- put images in 13. 13- like, you can't do that. So what you want to do is you want to put a whole article. Now, I see you started writing the article, and then you're sending people away to go to your blog, which is a decent strategy. But I would recommend keeping people on LinkedIn because that's where people want to stay. So what you want to do is you want to keep people on LinkedIn. Then you tell them if you want more, then click here for more information. You want to... You want to realize that people are going to spend five to ten minutes reading an article. And usually the people that read articles, according to statistics with LinkedIn, are usually higher-end people, are people that are higher up in organizations, decision makers, influencers, people that are higher net worth usually spend more time reading articles, and the rest of the people are dabbling, and so they kind of just skimming through all the posts and never really clicking and reading. You know, that's a really good point because I know as a designer and a lot of my fellow designers are wondering, is anybody reading the stuff that, you know, we're writing? But you're right. They are. The people that are reading are the ones who are the most focused, most interested, more likely to become your clients. If they're not reading, don't worry about it. And here's another thing I want to say about articles mm-hmm. is that when you're when you're on Instagram, you want to try to get likes and you want to try to get the most exposure as possible. On LinkedIn, it's very, very different. You don't want to try to get a million likes. What you want to do is... Don't try to go viral. Instead of getting a million people to look at your thing, get the right hundred or the right thousand same people to see you over and over and over and over and over. I want a hundred GCs to know who I am, to trust me, and to like me so that they could refer business to me. I'll get 10 times more business from the same hundred GCs looking at my articles and content on LinkedIn over and over and over than if I get a million random people that like my TV. That's an excellent point. And that's something that we push also across even Instagram, Facebook, is to get quality ROI and not just vanity metrics. You want engaged followers, people that are actually going to do business with you and not just the numbers. No like and trust. (laughs) No like and trust. So 
Okay, next. So about the connections on LinkedIn, it's a little bit different than Facebook and Instagram for the followers. Should there, is there a strategy? Should you just accept anybody who wants to connect with you or should you be discriminating? How does that? I always get that question okay. about connection strategy. Yeah. Believe it or not, if you take a look at my thing, I have a goal to get to 20,000 connections okay. on LinkedIn. I already have close to 1,500 connections. I have 14,809 connections. That means if I add 5,000 more connections, I basically made it. I got it to my goal. We should race. <laughs> but well, if it would just be a race, I would win you in two seconds because guess how many people are waiting to connect with me? I have 4,000, over 4,000 people that are waiting to connect with me. All right, me. you win, you win. So what I do is I am very, very strategic with who I allow into my network. I could just allow anybody if I just want vanity metrics, but there are people that I want to add to my network that I would actually want to have a relationship with. Someone that I want to do business with, somebody that I want to get to know, somebody that's a fan of mine, those are the people that I'm going to connect. So when somebody sends me a connection request and I'm not sure if they're a hell yes, then it's probably them being a hell no. So I'll think about people that are fellow speakers, people that are in the New York City area, people that have customized their connection request to me and told me why they want to connect with me over people that have a fake name, fake photo, they're from a random country, they're obviously a spam account, or I'm unsure. I'm just, I have no idea who they are. We have no connections that are mutual connections. Like I have no reason why I should accept the connection. And because we're limited as to how many connections we're allowed to have, and because we're limited to our mental and emotional connection bandwidth, why would I just randomly add connections? that I'm never going to be able to build a relationship with. Is there a you connection see, limit? What is it? There is. It's 30,000. Oh, okay. Do they have an algorithm that like Facebook and Instagram, the one, the same kind of algorithm that drives us all crazy? They're, they do have an algorithm, but the algorithm is not the same as Facebook and Instagram. It's more around trying to figure out who are the people that should be seeing your content. And it has to do with who's already engaging with your content who has requested to see similar content than your content, and also who are you interacting with through groups and messages. Mm. So there is an algorithm, and the algorithm is like a strange algorithm that is different than Facebooks and Instagrams, whereas if you put like an external link, it'll kind of block your post from seeing from people seeing it. Like if you... Like your article probably doesn't get a lot of exposure, even though you say you got you know got a lot. It probably didn't get a lot because you told people to leave LinkedIn. So LinkedIn probably limited how many people actually saw that article. Hmm. Um, so it's just it's just interesting to see um, in action when I post a video, it's different than when I post an image, it's different than when I don't post anything. And then every month they're trying to test out new things in their algorithm. So I'm constantly reading the engineering blog on LinkedIn to try to reverse engineer the algorithm. Right. I've always read you want to lead people back to your website, but that's a good point. It's definitely something to consider. Well, Joe, before we give the audience where they can reach you and they can find out about your Amazing blueprint. Are you ready for the what up wingnut round? What up? <laughs> what 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 up? Now it's time for what up wingnut. Wingnut. All right, Joe Applebaum. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be, and why? I would be a money tree because everybody wants money. <laughs> money tree. I love it. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? My last meal would be apple strudel because my father always used to eat apple strudel and I love the taste and it reminds me of when I was little. 
Oh, that's a sweet answer. If you had to be stranded on a deserted island, what one item would you want to take with you and why? I would want to take a helicopter. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I love helicopters. I'm obsessed with helicopters, and I've never flown one. But if I was going to go to a deserted island, I would take one thing. I would take a helicopter. Why? Probably so I can get the hell out of the island when I get bored. But also because if I had a helicopter on an island, I probably wouldn't want to leave the island. That's the smartest answer I think we've had so yeah. far. At least it gives you the choice. If, yeah. if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? I would probably have my superhero power of literally reading, being able to read other people's minds, but also being able to turn it off when I want to. Uh, that's good because I could get noisy and some things we just don't want to know. Yeah. And last but not least, please recommend a book that you have read that has had great impact on your business. Well, obviously my book, but I, what I would say <laughs> is a book that, that I'm looking at right now is called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by David Allen. He is just an amazing guy that came up with an actual strategy, how not to procrastinate. And he's just like, it's kind of like the definitive business self-help book of the decade. I think Time Magazine said that. So he basically teaches you how to apply, like do it, delegate it, defer it, stop it. Like there, There's like a whole a whole system that he created that allows you to reassess your goals and stay focused and plan and get projects from being stuck, unstuck, and also overcoming feelings of confusion and anxiety and being overwhelmed, all that type of stuff. So I make sure that every one of my team members read it because it helps us to be able to get things done. And that's as a digital marketing agency, we need to get things done. That's the next book I'm downloading from audible.com. I was going to oh. just say, Darla, you better be reading that. <laughs> I'm going to spend money. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the podcast. Please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you and all your amazing stuff. Oh, thank you so much. So uh, I'd recommend everyone connecting with me on LinkedIn. So if you go to linkedin.com slash IN slash Joe Apfelbaum, or you can go to my website, joeapfelbaum.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. What I would love everyone to do also, if you want to check out my book, it's How I Lost 95 Pounds and Kept It Off. Go on Amazon and search High Energy Secrets. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I wrote a, a, a very ADD friendly book. It's 90 pages and it's kind of like how I lost the weight and kept it off. And obviously just look me up on social media. If you guys would rather use Facebook, I have a Facebook group. I have an Instagram. So I have a whole thing going on. So check me out on social. Um, and remember, I have a lot of people waiting to connect with me on LinkedIn. So make sure you say you heard me on the wing nut podcast. So for interior designer, so I know exactly where you heard me. And I'm able to let You'll you let in. us in. We won't be one of those people banging on the door at the gate. <laughs> no. <laughs> let me in. Let, me, let in. me in. Thank you again for coming on the podcast, Joe. It was very educational, and I'm going to get better at LinkedIn, I promise. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank right, you. No, thank you. Natalie, I just got scolded. I know. I loved it. Every minute of it. <laughs> I had it coming. You did. I did. And he would beat me in a race. He was pretty sure of himself. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got backups. I don't have 4,000 people waiting at my door. That's no. for sure. So takeaways from this episode. Basically, he did say he got away from the vanity metrics. And you just want people that are engaging and, you know, interacting with you on LinkedIn because you want clients. And how brilliant is that if you're an interior designer to be on LinkedIn and network with architects and realtors and GCs and construction firms that do high end, do low end? I mean, it's brilliant. I, I don't think... I can't think of any interior designers off the top of my head. I'm sure there are some that are utilizing this to the full potential. No, it sounds to me like there's a lot left on the table that you can go out there and get. It also you have to be picky. You know, don't just let anybody in. That was another thing that we can learn from that is you just just because, hey, I want to be a connection, mm -hmm. you know, say, hmm, who are you? What do you do? Eh, 
Nah. Move I've been, along. I've been connecting with interior designers, artists, realtors, professionals. I've been kind of picky, but not not nearly as picky. You as need to be picky. Need to, you I need, need to, to have that four thousand waiting in your connection list. <laughs> hey, did you know that when most of the time people read an article, that they usually spend five to ten minutes? If you actually put a post an article in LinkedIn and you don't try to drive them somewhere else, you actually just you know, though, I, always, I want him going to my website, though. That's something. I mean, he, he is the expert. He Steve. is the expert. So why are you going to so buck I think the, he's, You're bucking the system. So Bella. he's saying people are just not going to go and they're no. not going to finish reading it. You might as well just give in and, and put it there and let give them read. what they want. They're willing to spend mm-hmm. five or 10 minutes. And if they're intrigued and they're caught by that, obviously, at the end, say, hey, if you want more information on this or you want that, mm-hmm. you know, but still give them the meat and potatoes. But then also make it valuable, make it valuable, make it worth their time. And if it's really worth their time and they want something more, then obviously they'll make that connection with you or they'll go to your website. Right. I'm going to go to his website and check out the blueprint. That actually looked very helpful. And guys, his um, address is going to be in the show notes. You can get all the information for Joe Apfelbaum there and all these resources at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. You'll see his episode in there. And also I learned, this is something I didn't know, that LinkedIn has 30,000 limit. I thought it was just unlimited. Not that I'm there, but. No, because you're, you got to be picky. And their algorithm Yes. Is directed more towards, you know, the people who engage you. That's that's useful to know. So it's it's definitely worth building on. And also, I'm going to spend more money, Natalie, 20 bucks, or however much this getting things done by David Allen cost from audible.com. This is nothing new, Darla. This is my reward for hard work. I know. That's what you say every week. All right. And the listeners can also get this book, and they won't have to pay one red cent, because if they go to audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial, they'll get this book for free and a free 30-day trial. How amazing is that? That's pretty cool. That they is won't pre- spend 20 bucks. You, that's better than a sharp stick in the eye, right? Absolutely. Right. So that's audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Go there and tell them you want your damn free book. Just like that. Just like that. Okay. <laughs> there you go, people. You heard it straight from the wingnut. All right, guys. So that's it for this episode on LinkedIn. If you guys like what you hear, please press that subscribe button. Please tell your friends about the show so they can find us and get their marketing learn on for their interior design business. Tell them to go to wingnutsocial.com or follow us on all the uh, social media channels at wingnutsocial or send us an email to info at wingnutsocial. We'd be glad to answer your pressing emergency social media questions. And I think that's going to be it for the week, Nat. You got anything else? I don't. I'm excited to talk about what we can talk about hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully we can talk about the things that must not be spoken of soon. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. So long. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Please stand by while we process your request. Are we still recording? I, you know, I think we should start a budget. I think you should stop hitting your microphone. I think we should. <laughs> and remember, guys, listening to the Wingnut Social Podcast, you guys get a free trial at Audible. At Audible. At Audible. At Audible. At Audible. So See long. you next week. So long. See ya. So long. Peace. <laughs> Why are you stealing my word, Joe? <laughs>
Bye.